Hey guys, welcome back to episode 16 of season 3 of Sunday Week Sports and the SN Sports Network. Here's Samuel and Taser. So I'll be doing my week 10 picks, or week 10 picks, and uh, doing a little uh, Penguins talk and probably some baseball since free agency and baseball's starting up soon. I guess. Alright, my first segment, I'll be doing the week 10 picks, so we'll start with Thursday Night Football. We have the Panthers versus Bears, so nobody really cares about this game, but I'm going to go with the Bears, and now on to the Sunday game. So we have Sunday at 9.30, which is the last of the international games, so we have the Colts at Patriots, but it's in Germany, so I guess the Patriots are classified as the home team. But I'm going with the, with the Colts because the Patriots just look bad. I mean, Mac Jones threw a last minute interception, but the Colts look like they're a feisty group this year. So I'm going with the Colts. Next, now we're at the one o'clock game. So first one o'clock game, we have the. Texans at the Bengals. I'm going with the Bengals. Um, they're starting to find their rhythm and groove. So the Bengals, you know, CJ Stroud went for like 470 and five touchdowns last week. The Bengals are just a different team compared to the Buccaneers. Next one o'clock game is the Saints at Vikings. This is a hard game to judge. The Saints offense looks terrible. The Vikings are down to their third string quarterback. So either way, this team, either one of these teams, I don't know. I'm gonna go who I'm gonna go with, but it is at home. Uh, <laughs> You know what? I'm going to go with the Vikings and Josh Dobbs. After what he did to the Falcons, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Packers at Steelers. I'm going to go with the Steelers. Titans at Tampa Bay. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers to get a bounce back win after they lost to Houston. 49ers at Jacksonville. I'm going to go with the 49ers since they're coming off their bye. They're going to be fresh. Cleveland. Now we have two AFC North teams. The Browns at the Ravens. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Even though the Browns defense is really good. Uh, I'm I'm going to be watching the Steelers game since I'm a Steelers fan, but I am going to keep an eye on this game. So I'm going to go with the Ravens since they're playing really well. Atlanta, Arizona, I'm going with Atlanta. The Cardinals are just awful this year. They are looking like they are going for Caleb Williams. Detroit. Now we're on to the 4 o'clock game. So that Atlanta-Arizona was a 4 o'clock game. Detroit at Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are coming off a big win against the Jets, but it's the Jets. 
but uh, the Jets are up and down this year. I'm going to go with the Lions to beat the Chargers. Next game, NFC East teams, Giants at Cowboys. I'm going with the Cowboys. The Giants are another bad team this year who just look bad overall. Daniel Jones is also out for the year because he tore his ACL. So I'm going with the Cowboys. Commanders at Seahawks. This is an East Coast team going to a West Coast team. But the Seahawks are coming uh, off a defeat, a blowout defeat to the the Ravens. And the Commanders team, even though it's no joke, they're playing well too. I'm going with the Seahawks to get their a bounce back victory. And then one Sunday night football, we have the Jets at the Vegas Raiders. I'm going with the Raiders. They just look like they have a new attitude with their new head coach. And the Jets still seem like they're figuring out. And then teams on by are Kansas City, lost the Rams, Dolphins, Eagles. And then Monday Night Football, it's the Broncos or the Broncos at the Bills. I'm gonna go with the Bills. The Broncos are just terrible team this year. So that includes my week ten. All right, now let's get into some Penguins talk. Um, the being, I mean, yes, hockey season is back. It start, but I am a huge Penguins. I am a Penguins fan. But uh, I've watched a lot of their games this season. But when it comes to the West Coast games, for them, it's so hard to watch them because they're at like 10 o'clock at night and all that. But they um, have gone on a bit of a winning streak in the California road trip. They've been on – they are – Ace in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, they're five and six, and they're starting to look like get some wins together. Uh, they beat the Sharks ten to two. They beat the Ducks last or yeah, no Wednesday night. I guess Wednesday night into Thursday. Two to zero, but Tristan Jari did get hurt in that game, and Magnus Helleberg came in and finished it. But the main injury is really Tristan Jari. How long is he going to be out for the team? Uh, uh, so who knows how long he's going to be out? Uh, The third line of the Penguins, I know they were talking at the beginning on how the bottom six need to start figuring out. It seems like they found a third line pairing with Zahorna, Eller, and O'Connor, which I don't know why Like people were saying on social media, why was Zahorna 
not uh, in the opening day lineup, and it seems like he is showing he should have been. And I think they called up, uh, what was it, Vinny Hennestrone? Vin- I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name, so sorry if I butcher his name. Vinny Hino Strozna, Stroza. Uh, it seems like he is better on the fourth line than Jeff Carter was. But it seems like Jeff Carter is like understanding what's going on and all that. So. It seems like they're starting to figure out their fourth line pairing. Their power, the power play, I guess, is uh, figuring it out now. Oh, um, uh, is figuring it out. Uh. When I was watching, they were kind of passy-passy, but I guess they're starting to figure out how to play with Eric Carlson and everything. all those superstars are learning how to play. Um, the power play, I think, is still... The second unit, I think, is... And I saw a stat on t- X Twitter, whatever you want to call it, Riley Smith has a uh, he set a record on Wednesday early Thursday morning right here um, with six goals in Riley Smith has had a red hot start to his first season with Penguins so yeah that um, the Riley Smith Pickup is looks like it's really paying off. Uh, yeah. The funny thing is, is that actually, when the Golden Knights were trying to get rid of some of their players at the end of, I think it was last year, Riley Smith was one of the guys I wanted the Penguins to go get. So I think. He's a really good pickup for him. And it seems like uh, Evgeny Malkin and him have a uh, real good connection together. So it seems like that. And then the third line seems like it's really fixing... Uh, is starting to get it together. Um, the defensive pairings, I guess they're still trying to work out the bottom pairing on the defense. Uh, um, they keep, like, when I was, like, last time I saw, they keep bouncing. Ryan Shea and uh, Chad Ruiel, and then I like move in Pio Joseph, and then 
Uh, and then they'll move. Uh, and then they'll move Pierre Joseph out, and they'll throw like Ryan Shea. Oh, it just seems like they're still trying to find uh, the bottom pairing, which I wouldn't mind seeing um, uh, Ryan Shea and Pierre Joseph as the bottom pairing. Airing, but who knows if they'll do it. But, uh, yeah, so I think they're on the way. I mean, they are an older team. We get it, but I still think they'll make the playoffs. Um,. They just have to figure out the bottom pairing and uh, then they'll they'll be fine. But yeah, that concludes this Penguins talk segment. And the final segment, I'll do some baseball talk. Um, MLB free agency. It's supposedly underway, but you know how slow it really is. Um, so one day I was just scrolling through Twitter or X, whatever, and I came across this Twitter page called uh, MLB Nerds, and they did like a free agency picking predictions. And I'm a Pirates fan, so I'm, obviously I was curious on who they had the Pirates uh, signing. Yeah, the Pirates, they usually really don't spend a lot of money on free agency. But Ben Sherrington this year said, yeah, they're going to do a lot. So they let a lot of players go. And free agency, until like free agency. So I'm just seeing what MLB nerds are saying and I came across and I saw they had uh the Pirates signing uh starting pitching which they do need uh is one of them they do need starting pitching so the pitcher they chose was Alex Wood, if I was correct. Alex Wood. And then the other player was... uh, um, I don't remember who the other player was. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, It was Alex Wood, and then there was another player. I can't remember. Well, they just put another free agency pick on thing up, predictions up, and now they have the Pirates saying, I'm guessing that's Nick Martinez. I think he was the pitcher from the 
the Padres that he signed like a one-year deal. So I guess they're predicting the Pirates to get a lot of pitching. But I do think pitching's one of them. But I also think maybe some outfield help. Um, for them, uh, I think they could use some outfield help since technically it seems like they let a lot of uh, the players, like they let um, they let go with oh. And uh, they like let a lot of play and a first base. They need first base, and apparently, a name thrown around for the Pirates to go sign is Reese Hoskins, the former the Philadelphia Phillies uh, first baseman. Since it sounds like they're moving. Bryce Harper over to first base. So probably starting pitching and uh, first base is probably the two main spots the Pirates would be targeting. Well, obviously, also, I think everybody's really waiting for, I think, the big one to drop which is Shohei Otani, which MLB Nerds has him projected to go to the Dodgers on a 12-year deal. 12-year deal worth. 12-year uh, deal worth. Um, five hundred seventy-five million dollars because that's what they list. Uh, Otani's value at since he's both a two-way player, basically pitches and hits. Um, but also like the international guys that still, whenever international free agency, uh, pops up. Um, those guys will start to get signed. But there's some players I would like the Pirates to get signed. But I mean, Otani, yeah, would love them some, but it's not realistic because they won't do it. Uh, Blake Snell would be an interesting adding a left-hander. Another left-hander, Eduardo Rodriguez, who opted out of his Tigers contract. Um... It would be another guy like the Pirates to go out there, but they probably won't. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez will be a nice outfield addition. Uh, Joey Gallo would be another. Hunjin Ryu, I didn't know his contract with the Blue Jays was up.
Yeah, wow. I didn't even know his contract was up. What was his contract with the Blue Jays? It was a four-year deal. Oh, he signed it back in 2019. So, yeah, I guess technically he is up. Okay. Um, he would be an interesting one, but I don't know if we really want the Pirates to continue to go sign, like, these uh, older guys on, like, minimum contracts. Uh... Yeah, I think the Pirates should really start trying to go out and, like, get guys that want to, like, for longer contracts, like a, uh, like, not, like a, uh, Blake Snell, a, uh, Whit Merrifield, Kevin Kiermeyer, Marcus Stroman, who would be a nice uh, pitcher to add to the rotation with Paul Skeens. Uh, Reese Hoskins is a name. Bouncing around for the Pirates go sign as a free agent, first baseman. Which, if he, like, MLB nerds on Twitter is projecting him to get a one-year deal for $13 million from the Brewers, which the Pirates should do that. I think they should kind of go for the one-year deal for, like, blank million, $13 million, whatever. Uh, Jorge Soler is another one that has been, I saw Locked on Pirates put it is um, yes yeah, so that goes this episode I'll make sure you guys follow us on Twitter Sand Sports Pod I'm sorry for those that's not a sports podcast uh, we'll try to get back next week you can Today, I kind of waited, thought we were going to record the episode, so I was just, I just told Sal I'd do it my own episode today if we, he couldn't do it, and we'll be back at next week. All right, guys, good night. All right, now let's get into some Penguins talk. Um. Being, I mean, yes, hockey season is back. It started, but I am a huge Penguins. I am a Penguins fan, but uh, I've watched a lot of their games this season. But when it comes to the West Coast games, for them, it's so hard to watch them because they're at like ten o'clock at night and all that. But they um have gone on a bit of a winning streak in the California road trip. They've been on, they are ace in the Metropolitan Division. 
they're five and six, and they're starting to look like get some wins together. Uh, they beat the Sharks ten to two. They beat the Ducks last or yeah, no Wednesday night. I guess Wednesday night into Thursday. Two to zero, but Tristan Jari did get hurt in that game, and Magnus Helleberg came in and finished it. But the main injury is really Tristan Jari. How long is he going to be out for the team? Uh, uh, so who knows how long he's going to be out? Uh, The third line of the Penguins, I know they were talking at the beginning on how the bottom six need to start figuring out. It seems like they found a third line pairing with Zahorna, Eller, and O'Connor, which I don't know why Like people were saying on social media, why was Zahorna not... Uh, in the opening day lineup and it seems like he is showing he should have been. And I think they called up, uh, what was it? Vinny Hennestrone. I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name. So sorry if I butcher his name. Vinny Hennestrone. Stroza. Uh, it seems like he is better on the fourth line than Jeff Carter was. But it seems like Jeff Carter is like understanding what's going on and all that. So it seems like they're starting to figure out their fourth line pairing. Their power, I, the power play, I guess is uh figuring it out now oh um uh is figuring it out uh when i was watching they were kind of passy passy but i guess they're starting to figure out how to play with eric carlson and everything. all those superstars are learning how to play. Um, the power play, I think, is still... The second unit, I think, is... And I saw a stat on t- X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Riley Smith has a... Uh, he set a record on Wednesday, early Thursday morning, right here. Um, with six goals, in Riley Smith has had a red-hot start to his first season with Penguins. So, yeah, that um, the Riley Smith pickup is, looks like it's really paying off. Uh, yeah. The funny thing is, is that Actually, when the Golden Knights were trying to get rid of 
some of their players at the end of, I think it was last year, Riley Smith was one of the guys I wanted the Penguins to go get. So I think he's a really good pickup for him. And it seems like uh, Evgeny Malkin and him have a uh, real good connection together. So it seems like that. And then the third line seems like it's really fixing. Uh, it's starting to get it together. Um, the defensive pairings, I guess they're still trying to work out the bottom pairing on the defense. Uh, um, they keep, like, when I was, like, last time I saw, they keep bouncing Ryan Shea and uh, Chad Ruiel, and then they, like, move in P.O. Joseph, and then, uh, and then they'll move, uh, and then they'll move Pierre Joseph out and they'll throw like Ryan Shea. Oh, it just seems like they're still trying to find, uh, the bottom pairing, which I wouldn't mind seeing, um, uh, Ryan Shea and Pio Joseph as the bottom pairing. pairing. But who knows if they'll do it. But, uh, Yeah, so I think they're on the way. I mean, they are an older team. We get it. But I still think they'll make the playoffs. Um, they just have to figure out the bottom pairing. And uh, I know then they'll be fine. But, yeah, that concludes this Penguins Talk segment.